generosity should be able to unite regardless of party or politics. Please join us in listening to the remarkable story from the life and times of Michael Butler, the child of the military-industrial complex turned polo-playing hippie, theatrical producer, anti-war advocate of peace and love. These are the stories of a man who's lived and worked all over the world, rubbing shoulders with the rich and famous, from Rock Hudson to John F. Kennedy, being there at the unfolding of history, and producer of what was, in 1968, the most successful Broadway performance in prior history, the groundbreaking musical Hair. You'll even hear how Michael got rewarded by death threats from both the left and the right. In this podcast series you'll be hearing stories from the primary themes of Michael Butler's life and memoirs. Politics, polo, theater, and love. You'll also hear about his nine-month safari in Africa, sailing the oceans, doing business all over the world in his family's many enterprises, and quite a bit else. Some stories will be the insider stories of all insider stories. Please subscribe via iTunes so you don't miss a single podcast. And we'll see you on the other side. Hi, uh, this is the first theme in the podcast series. Uh, The theme is about the Kennedys, and this is the first podcast. I did not know the Kennedys, but Edmund Goulding did know them, and... I met Edmund Goulding through my godfather, Tyrone Power. Uh, Goulding had been the director of Ty's probably most famous film, The Razor's Edge, and also he was a director of The Grand Hotel, which starred Greta Garbo. I used to spend a lot of time with Eddie Goulding in Greta Garbo's kitchen overlooking the East River, and overlooking that elegant exclusiveness, the River Club. Eddie was a very interesting man. He was a pugilist in the British Navy, a champion. Uh, He had a a heavy, strong boxer's uh, build. He had great stories, a lot of fun, but really twinkle in his eyes, and I absolutely adored him. One day, he said to me, I want to take you this weekend to a friend's place. I went with him to Hyannisport. The friend turned out to be Joe Kennedy, Ambassador Kennedy. He was known. He was the ambassador to the court of St. James in England. Uh, But he had done many things during the Roosevelt period. He was very famous, considered by many people to have made his fortune as a bootlegger, and he was also married 
to the daughter of Honey Fitz, who was the mayor and political boss of Boston. Joe was a very soft-spoken man. He had great control and command of the situation at all times. But to me, he couldn't have been nicer. I found that I had a great friend. The other member of this group in Hyannisport was Serge Semenenko. Serge Semenenko was one of the most famous bankers in the world. Uh, He was executive vice president of the First of Boston. He was the banker to the Warner Brothers, to the Hearst, to the Kennedys, and many others. One of the astonishing things about Serge Semenenko is that he was a Russian Jew being an officer of probably the most Brahmin bank in the United States. It turned out that the real purpose that I was useful to these three gentlemen is that I could hit the bars in the area and check out the birds and see what candidates might be of interest to come back to the house or something like that. That was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it immensely and loved being in such an important position. I knew some of the things about uh, Joe Kennedy's positions. One of the things he was, he was the head of the SEC. Actually, when Roosevelt formed the SEC, why Joe Kennedy was the person who ran it. Uh, It was interesting to put in a famous stock manipulator, which he was, to try to control the manipulators. I think it's said that he did a pretty good job. Always in the background was his reputation of basically have made his fortune in bootlegging whiskey from Canada. I didn't know much about these details, but I did know that there had been a big difference between Bobby and Joe, and more so between Jack and Joe, about the conditions in Europe when Joe was the ambassador in London. Joe was actually very pro-Nazi, and this was a situation an awful lot of people were very much behind Hitler because they believed strongly that Hitler was the only chance to control communism. Communism was the big thing. Jack wrote and disagreed with his father quite a bit about that. And that was very interesting about what was going on at those times in Europe. Of course, when we decided to go to war with Germany, uh, Joe Kennedy changed his views very quickly. Jack would continue to have these points of view where he would sort of disagree with his father. And this was uh, also publicly a very well-known fact. I actually went down to Palm Beach, Florida, where the Kennedys had a home. And that is where I met Jack at a party that Joe gave for most of the family 
and, and a lot of friends. The party went on quite late into the morning. Jack was charming, a lot of fun, great deal of laughter, and uh, this was a strong enough feeling to make me realize that I had found a new friend that I would enjoy spending a lot more time with. When I got home, my grandmother's home, it was quite uh, early in the morning. Going up the stairs, she had stairs of uh, some type of stone. Uh, I met my stepmother, Jean, who said, well, where have you been? And when I, I said, I have been to the Kennedys, and out of my grandmother's window, dressing room, which overlooked the stone stairs, came the voice, you have been socially ruined. Please subscribe via iTunes so you don't miss a single podcast, and we'll see you on the other side.